0: Welcome, Nexus Church family, online to our series we've titled Infinitely More. Now over the course of this seven weeks, we have been taking a look at a very powerful passage where we get this title from. That is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, and I will read it for you and then we'll get into today's message. Paul writes in this passage, now all glory to God, here it is, who is able through his Mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And so throughout this series, we're going to discover God's ultimate plan for you and for me, and how that comes through the spirit-filled life. And and my hope and my prayer for you is that you not only encounter the power of God in your life, but that you allow it to use you to do infinitely more than what you could ever imagine because God has chosen you to spread his good news that Jesus came to change the world and to give us access to the Father. And so we hope that this encourages you in the next few weeks as we gather together. If you want more information about our church, Nexus Church, here in Thief River Falls, you can go online to nexuschurchmn.com. Or you can go to our Facebook page, Nexus Church MN, and search for us there. We have prayed for you that God continues to work mightily in you. Enjoy today's message. Welcome back, Nexus Church family, to our fourth week in our series, Infinitely More. Over the past few weeks, we've discovered that God, indeed, wants to do infinitely more than we could ever imagine in our life. Uh, We talked about how Jesus has given us that access through His death on the cross. And last week, we we discovered that there was a, a part that we play in this this equation that God has laid out for us. And and that is really, truly a willing heart. A willing heart that longs to live the life of Jesus to the best of our ability with the power of the Holy Spirit alive inside of us. And now this week, we're taking a deeper dive into what it means to be an infinitely more follower of Christ. And that comes with our belief and understanding of how God works through miracles. You see the Bible in particular the gospels where we read the life and story of Jesus is full of miracles of how God moves and and heals and, and performs these crazy feats that blow the mind like they are definitely beyond the natural. God performs through Jesus. And he set the, the example and the standard that our lives, when we walk according to his paths with his Holy Spirit that he sent for us to live according to his standards, when we unlock that, when we follow down that path, we have that same ability. In fact, Jesus himself said, greater works than these will you do when I send the Spirit, and so we want to unlock that today, and we're going to take a look at one of the most famous miracles in the Bible. Now, out of the 37 recorded miracles we have in the Gospels, this one probably is one of the more popular ones, and that is where Jesus feeds the multitudes. Now, in the text, we will read that there was 5,000 men according to, to what was written, Now, they didn't record the women or children at that time as it was not the practice of that society. However, we can probably guess that there was an equal amount of women to men and maybe on the conservative side, at least the equal number of children to men and women. So a very conservative number would have us around 12,000 to 17,000 people at that time where Jesus fed. So we're going to read this account from John chapter 6 verses 1 through 13. This is one of those, those popular stories that spans all of the accounts in the Bible. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John have this written in their accounts of Jesus' life. And so we're just going to read this one today. If you want to go and find the other ones, they're all powerful. So John chapter 6 verses 1 through 13 says... Some time after this, Jesus crossed over the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Uh, Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to even have a bite, let alone feed them. Another of his disciples, Andrew Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, (laughs) but how far will that go with so many? Like, that's barely enough for him, right? So Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in the place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. This wasn't just enough to satisfy them or to, to mostly get them through so that they could get home. No, there was more than enough. Infinitely more than enough. And then he did the same with the fish. And then when they had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. And so they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. What power what authority that jesus displayed in this and would continue to do throughout his ministry when he heals the sick when he delivers the dead when he when he brings people from deafness from from being filled with with a demonic spirit Jesus continues to prove that he has authority. But what I like about this passage is it encompasses so much of what we've been talking about over the last four weeks, and that is the fact that that Jesus wants to do it, but he uses us. And so let's take a a few uh, different points today and kind of wrap it around this thought that Jesus wants to do infinitely more, and he's looking for us to be ready. So the first point we want to take a look at this is jesus already knows the need in this passage he knows your need in life you see when we read verse 5 we see that when jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him he said to philip where shall we buy bread for these people to eat so often when we're going through a difficult season, whether it's needing a healing or whether it's provisions, you don't know how you're going to, to pay for your next payment that is due in a week tomorrow, when we, when we face these difficulties, when we, we look around us and we say, there is absolutely no way. It's so easy to think that God doesn't care, to think that, man, I wouldn't be in this predicament if, if God just stepped in and, and did something. Well, Jesus already knows your need. He sees it. He does know it. He saw the need there. He cares. He he doesn't want you to go through what you're going through. But he's waiting for you to ask or maybe you have asked and, and you haven't got the answer you're looking for. Don't stop pressing in. Keep knocking. There's a parable that Jesus says that, that you keep knocking on the door and eventually that door will be open to you. And it may not be what you thought it was going to be on the other side of that door, but he's going to answer your prayer. So keep knocking. God knows your need. And he's working. He's working. We may not understand, but he is working behind that knock to prepare you for what he has in store. Don't stop knocking. Your miracle may be one last knock away. Jesus saw the need. In fact, fact, I think that he was prepping for this situation like he was he knew what he was doing when he crossed the sea he knew what he was doing when he went up onto the mountainside to get enough space so that everybody could have room to sit the text says that right the text says that he goes across the sea the text says that that he goes to a place where there's seating for all the people jesus was preparing for this moment he knew it was coming he knew it He knew it. He knows what you're going through. He he sees your broken marriage. He knows your your bank account. He knows the balance. He he knows that that addiction that you're struggling with, with the anxiety that you're facing, with the work that you're overwhelmed with. he, He sees it. And here's the beautiful thing. He's not intimidated by any of it at all. He's above it. He's over it. He has more power than it has over you. He has the answers. He has the answers. Verse 6 in our passage says, He asked this, referring to Where's the food? He asked us, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Right? The disciples—they're—they're they're running like crazy. What, there's got to be food somewhere. There's got to be—I mean, you're, you're talking a, a, a small town was gathered around Jesus. The town that we're in right now had a had less people has less people in than what Jesus was ministering to that day on the mountainside. And so, can you imagine? A small town gathered all together, and the disciples, 12 of them, running around that gathering looking to see if anybody had food. They are frantic. They are looking at the problem, and they're totally blowing by the fact that God was with them. They believed that Jesus was God, they knew he was the Messiah, yet they were so focused on the problem. They missed the answer that was right next to them. And so Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. We found one. We found a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But that's it. How, really, how is that going to, to fulfill what you asked? We can't do it. We cannot do it, Jesus. We're out of luck. but you better send them home. You better find a way to get them back across the sea so that they can get back to their homes so that they can find food so that we don't get run out. It's so that we can continue on this mission you have us on. Jesus, if, if you don't follow through right now, your ministry, our ministry, everything that we're planning for will be destroyed. Your, your your influence is in jeopardy. Your future messiahship that they were in, envisioning with his kingdom on earth business that they were so confused over, it, they were seeing this as detriment to his messiahship, his rulership in this world. And Jesus said, "Have the people sit down." Could you? I just put yourself in 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 the. The place of the disciples are like, you got to send these people home. you got to get them out of here. You are in the middle of nowhere. These people are going to be angry. And Jesus tells them, sit down. Maybe Jesus has been throughout this whole time that you've been going to him with this massive need, even a little need, that just burdens you. It doesn't matter if it's small or big. Jesus sees it. He has the answer for it. You're out there frantically running, trying to find the answers, trying to to find all of the ways to to solve this. And you finally come to yourself and, and say, Jesus, I don't have it. And he's like, sit down. That's what I've been trying to tell you this whole time. Shut up and listen for once. Get alone with me. I have the answers. Just stop. And Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He has the answers. He has everything you need. It might not be what you think you need, but he has what you need. But he doesn't stop there, right? Let's, let's, let's just take a look at verses 12 and 13 one more time. When they had all they had to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled the 12 baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. 12 baskets. 12 baskets. They began With five loaves, and now they have 12 baskets. It multiplied and then some, right? It doubled and then some. See, there's always more than enough. He knows your need, he has the answer, and he has more than enough. If you just go to him and trust him, Rely on him. But here's the beautiful part that, that we can so easily look over in this equation. Right? We know that God wants to do infinitely more. We understood that the first couple of weeks. And then last week, we started that process of saying, but there is a little piece that you have in this equation. And this picture gives it perfectly in this account of Jesus feeding the multitudes. Because there was a boy. What if that boy wasn't obedient? We don't know. God could do anything, right? But there was a there, there was a point in this, right? Jesus uses the, those who are ready. He used that boy. That boy came in with nothing, right? Like, he had no expectation. We don't even know how old he was. We, we know from Jewish history that, that in order to be a boy, he had to be pretty young to be considered a boy, not, a, not an adult, because men would become men at a very young age, way younger than what we consider today. So, so the fact that he was called a boy makes it seem as if he was pretty young. And so most likely his mom sent him with this meal or his dad. Somebody sent him with this meal so that he would have enough as he goes and and checks out this Jesus, right? So this boy, used by God. We have a part in this equation as well. You see, God wants to move. He's waiting for us to trust him, to give up our frantic attempts and all that we're trying to do, and he wants to come in and, and do what he wants to do, and then he's waiting for us to follow suit, to obey him, and allow him to use us the way he wants to. That boy's a hero in the Bible because he gave it to Jesus, because he trusted That Jesus was going to do good with it. Powerful. Powerful. (sighs) We. We have the power within us through the Holy Spirit to do exactly that. God wants to do a miracle in this world. And he wants to use us. You see, we're just not... Passive in this equation. We have a part to play. We are somebody's miracle. Whether that's in your personal life or out in the world around us. You are somebody's miracle. You might be the only person who walks up to somebody in their life and gives them the love of Jesus. Maybe it's through a hug. Maybe it's through offering encouragement or getting beside them and working with them, offering your talent, your time, your wisdom, your experiences, you have what it takes to be somebody's miracle. And so I encourage you today, be open to what God wants to do. I know many who are watching or listening right now, they're going through a lot of things and and you're expecting God to move. Keep believing, keep knocking, keep asking, but also open yourself up to what maybe God wants to do through you. You see, even if you're going through the roughest time in your life and you're really praying that God does something great and and breaks some chains or, or breaks down a wall or whatever metaphor you want to use, I want you to be also open. Maybe you're part of that equation. I'm believing today that that's not a maybe, but I'm telling you, you are part of that equation. Don't sit passive. God wants your yes. Stand up and do infinitely more than you could ever imagine. God is waiting, waiting for you to stop trying on your own and press into him father i pray for your people who are listening right now god wherever they're at in their journey god maybe they're stressed out maybe they're looking for answers and and they've just run out they've tried everything they've prayed all the prayers and they just they just don't know anymore they feel like giving up I pray that you will give them peace and you would speak to them again, that they would get hope again and trust that you want to do great things in their life. And uh, Father, I pray secondly that you would give them that belief that they are part of the answer, that you died not just to give them a relationship to the Father so that they can be with you forever in heaven when they pass from this earth, but God, you gave them power on earth to do great things, to do things that are beyond natural. And so, Father, I pray you unlock those doors in their life and they would see and believe again that you are truly good. And you truly want to empower them to do good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Friends, let me close with this one last thought that Jesus shared with those who were listening that day. It is found in verse 26 of Matthew 19. Jesus looked at them and said, here it is, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Whatever you're going through today, remember when you let God lead you, and you lock arms with him, and you allow him to do what he wants to do in and through you, anything is possible. Have a great week, and we'll see you again real soon.